Welcome to Pursuing Success. My name is Alden. And I'm John. In this podcast, we dive into the fundamentals of success. Try to figure out how to be a little bit better each and every day. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the show. All right, we're back. Another episode. Um, we kind of took a little bit longer than a week this time, which uh, we got to get better at that. Eh, that's okay. Uh, we're just getting up started. Um, but we do have some good guests coming up in the future. Today, it's just me and John um, talking on our own. we got some stuff lined up. Um, quick side note as well. Today is a momentous occasion. Oh, is it? Yes. Uh, long ago... Um, it's a momentous occasion just because I believe the 10th time we've gotten together to record. The first time I got together to record with John, he said, I said, it's a momentous occasion. He said, no, it's not. In his typical John uh, pessimistic way. <laughs> you say pessimistic. I'm, I would see myself as more of a realist. But Continue. He goes, it's not a momentous occasion because it's only the first time. Maybe after 10. So on the wall to my left is... A, a little tracker we've made to sharpie in days until next momentous occasion. And today, we hit the last X. This is day number 10. So, we don't know how to celebrate yet other than by just producing some more uh, stuff for y'all. Content. Anyway, welcome back. Um, we have a problem, John and I, of talking about what we're going <laughs> to be talking about on the podcast before we even get on the air. So, it's like... And we have to stop each other constantly like, well, well, I have opinions about this and I'm not really sure. Wait, wait, stop, stop. Slow down. We gotta, we're going to get to that. So, Just now, he and I were talking about, um, what was it exactly? I think. Well, let's let's start with the uh, the education topic. Sure. Um, so we're, we were sort of, Alton and I met in high school. Was it middle school, really? Yeah, we did that Spanish class a long time ago. Yeah. You had your little tucked in polos, and yep. I was just a little every week. Kid. Yeah, back in uh, we were in Spanish too, like this is Klein, classic. I remember we're sitting in these like little kid chairs and everything. <laughs> yeah, we were in the little <laughs> kid room for some reason. And they like didn't even give us the big chairs. <laughs> like I, we could have just gone and grabbed big chairs, but every week we like <laughs> suffered in those tiny <laughs> things. So yeah, we've uh, we started uh, in school together um, through high school. We were friends, and then um, all of our other friends took the path of college. But Alden and I, we may have been like the really only ones who didn't really. We decided not to go to college for different reasons, actually. So, and it's not entirely true. You went to college for a little bit, and I went to college for a little bit. That's fair. I, I went. Mean, I went just to community college, take some music classes I was interested in, jazz combo for piano, and like. Music theory one or something, and I, like I liked it a lot. I really liked that aspect of it, but for me, um, I didn't see the value of going into debt potentially for just trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. So I was like, I'm going to figure out what I want to do with my life regardless. So let me just be active in trying new things, trying new jobs, talking to people. Um, and getting myself out there without school, I'll avoid the debt and actually build up a nice nest egg for myself, hopefully. Um, that's part of the reason I decided not to go to college. Uh, and I did do it a little bit, but gen eds just were so irritating to me. Because I, I I, if I'm going to go to college, it's got to be for something I really, really want to do. 
It's got to be for like psychology, which I really enjoy, like finances, business, something like that. But I didn't see the value um, when I was looking at it. Yeah, and I sort of ended up at that same spot because, um, well, initially for me, I was doing college all through high school. Um, and I had like 70 credits by the time I was graduating high school. Um, nothing that turned into, it never turned into like an associate's degree. Had I been more of a uh, like focused track, it definitely could have. Um, but I was just collecting all of my gen eds so that when I did go to college, um, I finished a whole year um, after high school of college. Um, and I was able to jump right into a nursing program and uh, was working in a hospital for a little period of time. Um, but the reason why I stepped away from college is because I was um, working on my own business type stuff. Um, and I just couldn't justify the time that it was taking for college and uh, seeing the payout of um, the payout of uh, business expansion as well as the actual financial payout of what I was doing. Um, so I made the decisions to drop out of college and then um, start start my career. Yeah, so we're both just working now-ish, but we got other things going on, I guess. So like, um, let's talk a little bit about if that was, looking back now, was that a good decision and would you go to college again? Yeah, so this question has been asked to me a couple of times. I think I definitely made the right decision. Um, do I see myself going back to college at some point? Maybe. I think um, I my window of college hasn't closed. Um, and I don't see it closing because we're, we're always able to go back and get more of an education. Your dad just finished his degree last year, I think, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah he, like, this spring, he got his, uh, he got his degree. So, yeah, it's always something you can go back to, and it seems like not normal to go back later, but I've run across people in my working days where they're like, yep, I didn't go to college, and it was the worst decision I ever made. And whether and, and then they did go, and they're starting at 27, and there was one guy in particular I remember talking to at uh, uh, John's Pack and Ship, uh, where I worked just doing moving and stuff, and um, he was like, my girlfriend broke up with me. Because she had a career and I had a job. And I was like, ow, oh, uh, that, that hits. <laughs> and he was like, so I went back to get an IT degree. And like, he's not with her anymore, but he's like, I wanted to get my life on track. And that started at 27. And he's in his early 30s or whatever. I was like, respect. Like, you're, you tried something. It didn't work. And you're going to do something about it. Like, that's kind of the whole point of, of working life, in my opinion, is to, like, make sure that what your actual values are are covered. Right. So if, if college is the way to do that, become a doctor, become a coach, become fitness trainer, I don't care what it is. As long as what you value in life, either be it providing for a family, being comfortable enough to live uh, in America well, um, cover all your bases. If that is all good, then I don't quite care what path you take. There can be maybe debates on which one is better. But in the case of this one guy I met, he decided to go one way and it didn't work and he pivoted. I think that's a more important quality than making the right decision outright. I would, I would completely agree. Being able to um, look at the bigger picture and being willing to change your plans based off of the information you're getting is super important. Um, and, and it provides a lot of opportunities that you might not have ever had had you just been narrow-minded um, in, in a sense of just like putting your head down to the grindstone and just finishing college or, or doing whatever you're at. I was just talking to a mentor business 
gentleman that we know, he's actually going to be on the podcast next week, uh, John Kazanjian. Uh, I was talking to him earlier today, and he was like, Alden, you are taking a different path than everyone else. And I've had dozens of conversations with people who say I should go to college, and I'll outline those reasons in a second, the reasons they have usually, and then my counter to that. Uh, but he was like, you are taking a different path than others, but not necessarily a worse one. Like he said, you're doing, you are making a fair wage, a good wage to live. And because you don't have any kids or a spouse or anything, you are just like, you have the flexibility to not do, to, to not be working nonstop. And he's like, that is really valuable. And just, it, so I've had a problem recently of just like, man, I feel like I don't have enough to do in my life. I spend a lot of time just lounging and I do work really hard when it's work to work time. But then when it's, I don't have anything to fill like the, the gaps. Um, <clears throat> so he was like, you have, it's like, it is a luxury to like have a lot of time. He's like, it, you're in the process of figuring out how to use that time. And that was a cool perspective. I was like, it, sometimes I just get down on myself. Like, man, I just don't have much to do. Or is this really the right call um, to not go to college? And the things that people say when they say you should go to college is a lot of older people generally. And I, I'm not anti-college, I would say. I really like the learning system. Well, in particular, I actually don't like how debt-centered debt it is to go to college these days. But a lot of people who are older tend to say, more often, you should go to college because there's so many great experiences, you make so many great connections, and it really sets you on the right path of where to go. Like, that's usually what it is. The connections are unbeatable or whatever. And I'm like, well, of course you'd have that view because you went to college and you got great connections, but you don't see the connections I'm making not going to school. You don't see that... When I, uh, I sit down with a real estate agent just to talk about random business stuff, I get to know them a little bit, and then bam, suddenly I've got this connection. Wow. Like, uh, it's, I would, it's like what you were saying. You never know what's going to come down the pipeline just by getting out there. So th that's far more important. To, there, I don't think the college is bad, especially if you're focused on what you're doing. But it can be very, very, like a big crutch to people. No, absolutely. It's something that they're like... Uh, not passionate about or just spent a lot of money doing something that they just don't care about. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of the path I've taken so far. And like a lot of people will say, um, I'd say for every person who says, uh, you have, you know, really should go to college. There's something there that you're missing. There, there could be something that I'm missing, but you don't see that what I'm gaining as well. For every person that says something like that, there's two, I swear, people who are like, I wish I had done that because they're having a bad experience in college these days. And it's probably, what, what do you think? Does, does that have more to do with college or more about the mindset of people these days? That That's really hard to put a finger on. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I, I, I don't have any like logical information to go off to make an informed decision on that. Even if you had to guess, because I don't have any logical information. Either. <laughs> uh, I would probably say it's probably based off of people's experience, though the education system is not a perfect system. Um, and one of my biggest qualms with um, college is that, so myself, I'm very, like, pro-learning. Um, but throughout my entire, like, education journey, it's been it's been received through unconventional ways. I've, I was homeschooled, brought up. I started college, um, and it was all online, which is, back then, was very unconventional. And now, now that I'm not in any sort of, like, brick-and-mortar um, education, I'm still learning each and every day from unconventional ways by terms of any other person. Um, 
And where college is conventional and it's like tried and true, it works. It also oftentimes, in my experience, will it's really easy to fall into not learning, but just being good at regurgitating information, which uh, for me was really easy to fall into. Uh, where you're basically just holding all of this knowledge short term, you get it out on paper for the test, and then it's gone. And I just can't justify um, doing that for four years and then coming out with a piece of paper um, in in marketing or a liberal arts degree where unless you're like really focused on trying to find a job before, during, and after, and you know what you're doing and you know what you want to do, uh, it doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, I, that's really good. Uh, there's a lot of people who I'll talk to who are like, they finished their college degree of people I lived with. They finished their degree. And then I'm like, what are you guys, what are you going to do with their life? I'm like, well, actually I thought I'd try this new thing. And I'm like, well, you just got a degree. <laughs> like, wasn't that the whole point? Um, but it's just people, I mean, we, we're young, 21, 22. We don't have fully developed brains yet. I think that's a fair thing point to pull when you're trying to figure out what to do with your life it's a it's a it's a target that's always changing and college is just just not one size fits all um and i think it actually would be really cool to have a guest on who's like could speak into like statistics on college and how it really helps people because i really i'm not anti-college but i think it really depends on the person and it's not necessarily like well you don't know what you're going to do, go to college because it, college is getting more expensive and not less expensive. <laughs> so so like, for you, your, your primary <laughs> argument is like financials. Is that correct? That's sort of what I'm getting. It's financials as well as have you really thought what you want to do? Have you truly thought about it? Because the target is changing, I know. And it's like it can be a daunting thing. But do are, uh, you, listener, right now, are you positive you're doing what you want to be doing? And, and like I personally am not confident that I, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now in, in sales. It's, it's fulfilling in some ways, but it's also kind of, it can be draining in other ways. Um, and overall it's, it's a very good position to have and I'm thankful for it. But I, even I, I'm really, really focused trying to be focused on, okay, what is the best use of my my life, my time. I would hate to look five, 10 years in the future back on this time and be like, wow, I'm still there. And I, I could have been out of there nine years ago if I had just take, made a decision to change. Kind of like Nate, Nate Kimball a little bit. Um, I would hate to be in that spot. So I'm always looking. And that's kind of my charge. And that's why I don't not gung-ho on college is I see so many people, younger people, it's just they do it just because, and because it may have been very good for their parents, but was the mindset instilled, you know, to actually just take what's in front of you and work with that? Because that, I think, is a better, is far better than just college as a default. If that makes sense, I'd say that's more of my answer. It has a lot of different factors to it. A hundred percent. I've had people come up to me, um, parents and and like parents with their kids ask me, you didn't go to college. Why didn't you go to college? And what would you suggest? And, and so my personal recommendation to people when they approach me is I think that college is, is important. It has intrinsic value, and um, you've seen it over time, the, what you can do with college. So I would always um, say go to a community college if you don't know what you want to do. 
work on gen eds because the whole point of those gen eds most of the time is to really figure out what you want to do. I've seen people um, take survey classes on economics or survey classes on natural history, stuff like that, and say, hey, this really interests me. This is what I want to like do more of. And so that's where um, I would say always start. I'd say, I would always say definitely don't rule out college um, because it is important. But what I, what I would also say with just as much vigor is don't just do something because you got into a college. Don't just go to a university that costs $40,000 a year and, and just find yourself lost at the end of it. Because uh, then not only are you lost, but you're also in debt, which is uh, a double bad. Um, so, so take college. Learn as much you, as you can, whether it is actual tangible lessons or um, learn that you don't want to do college and then really be focused on what you want to do elsewhere because there's so many opportunities outside of college um, that Alden and myself have, have been able to experience quite a bit. We've done our job specifically, our, we give a lot of time and flexibility for traveling, uh, which we've done a fair amount together actually. In all uh, fairness, so does so does university. You, there's yeah, so many study some, abroad opportunities. That's true. That's true. Um, but it's not like I guess my point. Just because you don't doesn't mean you don't get to go abroad. You know, it, 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 I'm in a particular job where I get to choose my schedule as well, which is very very nice. Um, I think part of what I, the whole reason I'm like, it sounds like I'm more harsh toward colleges. I. I was especially empathetic to those stories I hear that do get into $40,000 a year issues and then can't pay it off. Or like the people that are, people call into Dave Ramsey's show all the time. They're like, I have $500,000 in debt and like, and I've maxed out my credit cards and everything. And I'm not in a position to chip away at it. And those are the people my heart goes out to where if any, if anything I'm saying can help those people not get into that situation, like good God, that's <laughs> all I really want. Um, but like I think I think you're right that default should be because a lot of people may not have this, the mindset of like let's see what's out there you know yes I think default should be go and get counsel from people who are in community college or or other mentors you have around you who have done it a different way because um, when I was thinking about what to do I knew that I was going to do a gap year after high school so I started doing a gap year and I started working and just. It was kind of unfulfilling, just going out and working, um, doing different random handyman jobs and laundry service. And But I was getting up and doing stuff every day. Um, and then at the end of the gap year, I decided there was an opportunity to do um, to shadow along with the sales guy. And I thought, okay, they were teaching me really good stuff and really like honorable way of doing business. Um, and I was like, you know what? This is This is something that's going to be very valuable no matter what. Like... If I were just going to do the laundry service, I'd be like, mm, between that and college, college every time. But I, there was a plan. There was a position. And I've been with them two years now. So that's, I had something to do. If you're just going into it being like, I'll figure it out. If you're going to do that, you have to actually keep an eye out to figure it out. Yeah. I think um, being homeschooled, both of us are homeschooled. I think that naturally instills like a sense of... Um, independence as well as a sense of just like being able to be driven without much like motivation from other sources. Like I have friends who are um, brought up in the public school system and very successful. Um, but where we differ is that 
I um, will find myself being more self-driven in in ways that they just aren't. Where they're, admittedly, like, they're much more intelligent than me at times. Like, they're very book smart, very successful people. Um, but where we differ is that um, I, I'm able to be much more um, self-driven. And you really need to be intentional about being self-driven when you're going on that independent um, and you're paving your own path rather than um, going the paved path. Not to say that any path is easier to take than others. They're just different. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, just because it's a paved path doesn't mean it's a bad path. <laughs> it's like just because a lot of people travel on it doesn't mean it's bad. Um, yeah. Um, that's really fascinating. What kind of successful word do you say those people? I was trying to differentiate because we use that phrase a lot. You said they're successful people, the people that were saying to you, yeah, for sure. No, so the one I'm specifically referring to is he is one of the uh, highest grossing real estate agents in Michigan. Um, and he's 26 years old. Um, so he's started in the real estate world at 21. Um, he did get his degree. Um, he actually got two degrees. Um, and then he's been doing real estate at, at a high level for a few years now. All right. Um, was there anything else to that that topic? If anyone out there has questions or comments, go ahead and leave them on the Facebook. On the, uh, do we have an Instagram as well? Yeah. So actually, this is a new development. Uh, thanks for bringing it up. So we have a Facebook page where we're gonna be posting, uh, like f- stuff from the episodes. So last week we talked about. Uh, a road trip and so we posted some photos and um some content there so check out the facebook page it's called it's at pursuing success podcast which is the name of our podcast and um you can always leave feedback uh either on the facebook or on apple podcasts you can rate that uh five stars or one star depending on how you're feeling you should send us a private email if it's one star uh and and no, you can still rate it once. You can rate it whatever you want, but <laughs> rate it as honest as you can. Right, we're trying to we're trying to get better. Um, also, is there a questionnaire that's coming out soon? Yes. So this week after um, after this episode, we're in, going to be posting a little questionnaire, just uh, asking you guys, our listeners, uh, what your thoughts are about this, what you want to be hearing from us, um, what you like, what you don't like. Yeah, we want to get better and make sure that we're creating content audio all the stuff uh, to you you know that's the biggest goal for us is to hear other stories and then share that so if we're being completely ineffective with you we want to know about it uh, but if you, what you if you got stuff you really like we want to hear about that just the same um, so that'll be coming up and that'll I think that'll stay up pretty much indefinitely so at any time I think you can fill that out it's not like a one-week thing so that'll just be there um, that'll be great yeah so our podcast name, Pursuing Success, uh, it's been, it's, the name has been sort of jumping around a little bit. This is what we're sticking with. This is what we got. Yes. Um, what was the uh, motivation behind the name? Okay. The motivation behind Pursuing Success, we started out the, the podcast calling it the Essentials Media Podcast. And that's because we had, a, John and I had a joint venture a while back uh, called Essentials Media or did social media marketing. And it seemed right to 
we were talking about the essentials of life and we had essentials media. Let's just, all the sound equipment has come from that company we created. So why not call it the essentials media podcast or the essentials podcast? Cause we were talking about the essential parts of people's lives and hearing their stories. So, um, now that we're getting into it a little bit more and we've recorded a few more sessions, the whole plan was to like, if we like it, we'll keep it. If not, we'll kind of, we might change it. And so we've landed on pursuing success because a lot of our, um, podcasts have kind of had that theme to it already. Be it somebody who's really successful coming on by their standards and giving stories or somebody who's just not successful at all by their standards or doesn't even have standards of success to even go off of. Um, that's kind of been the theme no matter where someone's coming from. And so we decided to kind of dive into that as the theme. Uh, so we'll have people on and we'll be asking them questions about success. Uh, we've had ideas to do a series. Uh, I would like to call it Foundations of Success in several parts of getting uh, guests on who know a lot about um, what it takes to be a healthy individual to start because you need to have uh, be in a healthy mindset, healthy brain space, um, like if it's broke, you need to fix it before you can drive uh, kind of thing. So we're working on a foundations of success um, series to first get kind of our legs under us. And then hopefully we can, with the foundation, we can branch out further and further into what it really takes to live a successful life as it is defined by you and by others. Um, so that is kind of the idea in a nutshell. We like success. John and I, are pursuing success and that gives us a really nice theme to kind of chase after after together. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's exactly right. So then I guess that leads us uh, into a question that I, that I'll ask you and you can, you can ask me uh, kind of putting you on a spot here, but what, what is success um, to you right now? Good. Okay. Nice little caveat to that success right now to me um, is would be being in a healthier state of mind so that I think foundations of a success uh, series would be very good for even me. Um, or maybe even especially me. <laughs> I, I struggle with some anxiety and depression at times. I struggle with being completely motivated at times. I work in a field that is like self, you know, you have to be a self starter and sometimes it's very hard to get up in the morning and exercise and shower and all that stuff. So success to me, I think, is deciding to do something that's healthy for you and just being able to do it because I, I need that momentum built in my life. Um, just being a completely open book right now. Um, success to me is creating a goal and achieving it, Achie creating an achievable goal and achieving it and living moment by moment in a way not in like a, I've got to get everything right way. Cause sometimes I do lean that way where I feel like I got to get everything right or else it's not worth it at all. Uh, live it in a way that's not so perfectionistic and black and white, but like every single day getting 1% better. That's the mindset I'd like to sit in instead of just kind of touch on every once in a while is really focus on that and get my head in the right place so that I can really not carry around so much weight and, and, and then once I do choose these longer term goals to shoot for, I'll have such a good foundation. So that, that success to me is, is something like all of, all of what I just said. Yeah, no. So you, you sort of had like a, a micro, um, which is like getting better health, stuff like that. And then your macro, which is 
just the like honestly it was like the textbook answer of what success is which i have the merriam-webster dictionary uh, success the accomplishment of an aim or purpose which is spot on to what you're saying just like making a goal and accomplishing that goal um so i like that like part of my part of my thing with the podcast is finding the guests to speak to and we found john Cassandian just today and we've known him for forever and he's a great friend to both of us um but that was like, you know what? I got to find someone. Let me make a few calls. And then we got him. And I'm like, that's just fun to me. Like making a little goal, succeeding in it. It does feel pretty good. Sometimes I focus too much on the bad in my life. And you just kind of like, you know what? This was a good thing that we just did. This whole podcast, 10-day momentous occasion. This is all good stuff. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> I just, this is something that I can look back on years from now and be like, this is something I created. I completed great exactly whether it's uh yeah you, you can do that in so many areas of your life not even just this podcast because um whether we realize it or not we're accomplishing something each and every day and and we can always look back on that it's always interesting uh so i as a photographer um i've taken a lot of photos and videos over time and it is crazy how how much we as people like will change um even like so obviously you see that growth between a kid from the age of like two to 20 like that's that's an insane amount of like physical emotional and mental change but also people change a lot um on on the same sort of scales but you just have to look for it um whether it's even as an adult um and in just year over year on what they're accomplishing what they're doing and it's always um at least for me, quite useful to, to look back and see where I'm going and what I've done. Um, because not only can you use it as motivation, um, as in you're doing something that isn't as useful um, and you can change or work work towards something more effectively. Um, or you can also use it as motivation in the other sense that like this is working. Um, this has been, uh, I'm seeing the fruits of this. Let's keep this going. Uh, so being able to keep track of those changes, um, and following that success and how that success is, um, being fueled is, uh, really useful. And I think can be quite a, uh, a fruitful part of this podcast. Definitely. Can I shoot that question straight back at you? Absolutely. Um, wait, wait, wait. what is success to you right now? Right now? Um, macro, big picture, success is finding fulfillment in what I'm doing. Um, micro, success. Could you expand on the macro just a, a little bit? Yeah. So finding fulfillment is for me, I have a lot of things. I, I do a lot of things. I have my hands in a lot of different areas. Um, all of which interest me and also make a difference on a local and a global aspect. Um, and where I see that, that's very motivating for me. And I see it's successful in, in its own special way. Um, finding something that I know will keep me motivated for long periods of time and where I can feel... Uh, fulfilled. I think that is where I will say I am successful. 
I am, I've never been financially motivated. That's something that's never really gotten me out of bed. Um, what, what's gotten me out of bed and gets me excited is finding something that really, uh, fulfills me. You almost said motivated. I, why didn't you, I know why you didn't, but why didn't you? <laughs> um, why, why didn't I say motivated instead of fulfilled just then? Because motivation often happens after activity, in my opinion. Um, and so there, there's just a lot of ways to get motivation. Is that, is that sort of what you're looking so, for? So basically, um, kind of. You've, we've talked about motivation in the past. You're like, I'm not really motivated by anything. It's like the grind. It's the grit. It's what gets you. Like you have values. That's what gets you out of bed. So you were like, you didn't want to say in that moment, it seemed like you didn't want to say motivated because you didn't want it to f sound like a feeling like I, I feel really good, so I'm going to get out of bed. Or I feel like this is a great purpose, so I'm going to get out of bed. It's like, I know it is and it sucks, but because it's so good, I'm going to go toward it even though it's uncomfortable. Like that's, I think that's what you mean. And so when you say motivated, I feel like you didn't say motivated because you just wanted to stay away from that, that realm of feelings. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that's right. Yep. I would completely agree with that because, um, if you're just chasing motivation, it can often be an empty, an empty prize, an empty goal, because then you just, you're just chasing that next piece of motivation. And that's sort of like an endless cycle. Um, but yeah, so uh, what about the micro? Micro. Uh, short-term short success for me looks like um, to build off of finding fulfillment would be to uh, find, find things that I can make a difference in. It doesn't have to bring that like complete function of fulfillment but find things that I can do that make a difference. What kind of a difference? Does it matter? Any difference at all? Or is there no, that, that's a good distinction. Uh, a difference as in difference uh, towards my values. Values of making the world a better place uh, with the driven by my, my Christian values. Uh-huh. Um. That's cool. Yeah, that's one of those 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 micro ones. I feel like the macro for both of us can change, uh -huh. but the micro will not. It seems, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, open because to because like success isn't success isn't a finish line. It it's something that you can reach, in my opinion. But it's that's not the end of it. You you want maintained success. It's like an aura. It's like a place you sit as Zen. Like I am. I am currently being successful right now because I am currently living to my goals. But if I did not live to my goals and values, I would cease being successful in this moment. And you can see like over the course of a long period of time, yes, I was generally successful over that period. There's no way to be perfect. There's no way to, but it's not like, like you look at anyone really, uh, George Washington, if his goal was to create a, if he, if his goal was to just get married he would be successful. If his goal was to create a nation, he would be successful. But if, if it ever capped off at like, if his definition of success was to take over the world, then he wasn't successful. <laughs> he like, well, in a way, his, and nah, we don't have it taken over the world. Yeah. 
but it's like all where your specific person is, where you're at. Uh, and so like, I like that aspect of it where our micros are the very small, like they're the micro successes. Our definition of that is, is like, that's the foundation of, and then it'll change over time. It'll affect what's down the line. Yeah, absolutely. You can't have macro success without maintain micro success. Um, and which sort of just goes right into the way that I problem solve, um, which I don't know if you, I, have, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before. Not on the podcast, but I was very fascinated when I heard it at first. Let's hear it. Yeah. So um, I, to preface this, a lot of, um, so by, by certain people's standards, I've, I heard a quote once that really resonated with me, okay? And, and the quote was, successful people are just really good problem solvers. Um, s- success by, by, like, today's standards, today's world would be like just, like, financially successful people. So what they're really saying is, like, the highest paid people in the world aren't these really smart engineers, but they're the people that know how to get the engineers to produce what they want to produce um, and manage people in the way that's best managed and in every sort of um, industry. And so what I've been able to glean from them and implement in my life is the, the idea of compartmentalized problem solving um, where for me, I'm able to take a big abstract problem um, and I'm, I'm able to do this each and every day because I have the unique opportunity to be able to manage um, people um, and work alongside people. And we experience a lot of problems or um, things that need solving. So tell me a little bit uh, in two parts uh, about how you came to be aware of this kind of method of problem solving, as well as the example you gave me or a different one, if you'd like of the, um, your photographer in the field who had an issue and you were, far away and just had to, to solve that situation. Do you remember that? I'm not sure that I do. Okay. Well, first start with uh, how you learned about it, and then I'll, I'll try to refresh your memory. Uh, how did I learn about it? Um, well, to sort of make a circle here, uh, it's, it's my desire for maintained uh, like growth of knowledge. I don't exactly know where I specifically learned it. Uh, I so sorry. Uh, I think it was at um, Parasoft. Oh at, yeah, at the no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> you told me that a while ago. Wow, I can't believe you're, you're rem- remembering things better than I do. That's did. why it's a little awkward. I'm like, so no, John, it was <laughs> it was somewhere else. <laughs> so I was working as a uh, customer support representative for a while, and and an. Inv- and the manager at the time was actually uh, showing me this idea of problem solving. And um, the way he brought it to me was you take a problem and then you break it down into many different parts. And then you solve those parts from the bottom up, like a sort of like a pyramid. You start with the base, you break the base of the problem into pieces, and then you can go from there. And then once you've solved the majority of that problem, the rest will sort of fill in. And so as far as problem solving as a customer support representative, we're able to like figure out my software isn't working. Okay. 
is is your computer turned on? That's like a first thing, because then then it's not a software problem; it's a hardware problem, um, and, and you can extrapolate from there. Rather than saying, it seems like a dumb question: is your computer on? But like you have no, you're, you people are calling in to you. You have no idea the situation, so you like you have to go in, uh, in like. I have to assume this person has like completely bottom up has no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So where it's really easy to use that in, in the sense of like customer support, you can take that idea and implement it in nearly every part of um, nearly every part of any problem that you have. Um, I, I use it every day in the way that I manage people. Um, I used it in the way that I fixed an air conditioning unit today. Um, and being able to not be the, the whole, the main advantage of it is that when you're breaking down big problems, it's harder to get, um, like it's harder to get stressed out by the big problem that's weighing down on you and, and just not have anywhere to go from. You always have a place to go because you can always just continue to break the problem down until it starts to make sense in little bite, bite-sized chunks. Like I really like the the image i'm a very visual thinker so like call stuff a period to call the to pyramid like call it top down um and visualize it that way is so helpful for me i'm like oh okay that makes sense like it gives a name to your problems instead of just like i'm struggling with this and i don't know what to do it's like okay well let's think deep breath let's go in you know exactly and that's a skill i want to learn much more that's one of those micro things i'd really like to learn you know so that's great uh did you have more to that specific one before we popped into your example? Uh, no, not really. Uh, so, so the example was you gave me was you were in Ann Arbor or something and your photographer was in Jackson doing a shoot for a house. And they called you in a panic because it was an important job and you were, they, they have supposed to have an extra SD card or something or an extra camera in the car, but both weren't working or something like that. And so you said that over the phone you were able to help her take apart the camera and diagnose the problem. So you first, if you, if this if it rings a bell at any time, you can take over, <laughs> but you like took off. Okay. Is it, is it first take out the SD card and switch it out with your spare? Is it that, is that the problem? Like, okay. Uh, no, it's not that. Yeah, maybe check the battery first. I don't know. Yeah. So, so actually I'm remembering now, um, the camera was giving her this big, long, ugly error code, which is never something you want to see because, uh, the camera doesn't work at that point. And so at that point we, we needed to, we, we needed this job done. Um, and we weren't in a place where we could like just switch our photographers. Like she was on site and needed to happen. And so I was able to take the problem, which is camera is not working. Um, we don't have a manual to be reading this error code or whatever it meant. And actually we looked up the error code after we had fixed the problem and it didn't make any sense. So we, what we did over the phone is camera's not working. Okay. So then let's start taking pieces from the camera and diagnosing to see where that problem might be. I think it's important to first say, cause it's really, I thought it was such a cool way. The first, it was so cool the way you told me the first time that it was really impactful. First you were like, all right, take a deep breath, like step back and take a deep breath. I think that was such a cool way to like begin a problem solving session of like, this is actually okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I thought that was great for me and I just have to. No, I like it. I like it. Um, 
So then after that deep breath, we, we then started diagnosing. A lot of times, it's the SD card that's causing the problem. Maybe the SD card is either full or it needs to be formatted or it's just encrypted. All of those happen on a regular basis. So we took out the SD card. She had a spare. We put it in there. Camera's still not working. Okay, so it's not, not the SD card. So then let's try, um, let's try doing a software reset. Okay, so that didn't work. So it's not seeming to be software. So then we went to the flash. Maybe the flash is out of batteries. Let's try switch those batteries out, and maybe after that software reset, it'll kick in. No. Um, what actually happened is that the, the flash had completely died, um, but was actually firing. Flash was firing, but the software had um, an issue with it. So we were able to switch out the flash, and it was able to work from there. But without, without removing the flash in a manner um, that was like useful, the whole camera was not working. Um, so we were able to fix that problem, figure out the problem, and then also finish the job in a timely manner. Whereas what I would do is look at it and be like, holy crap, what do we do? Uh, let's start looking at stuff up online. Maybe someone else has experienced this problem before. But there really was a like a pretty decently logical way to go about it. Just like, well, let's just test the main components first and see what's going on. Kind of gathering data. And like that's kind of bringing it all in. Like that's what we do in our daily lives. Isn't it? Like when we're trying to be successful and work toward a goal, if the goal is just taking photos with a camera, it's pretty pretty obvious when something's going wrong. It's not always obvious in our lives when something's going wrong. If, if you're not like trained to look for it, if you're like really anxious or really just on edge all the time, like of course you're not going to be able to like shoot camera, like a, the figurative camera shot clearly. Like, so I, I'm beginning to use that strategy. In fact, in my own life a bit, just like, you know what, let's just take a little step back and see what's really going on in here in this brain. And I, I love the image. It's so cool. That's awesome. I like that. I think, uh, I think we can end on that. I think, uh, already 45 minutes. <laughs> Holy crap. It's flying. <laughs> it's flying by. Um, so did you have anything else that you wanted to, uh, put in there? Um, let's see. Uh, it does seem like a decent stopping point. Let us know what you think online. Uh, you can always reach out via Facebook messenger, Instagram, at anything, any way you can get a hold of us. Um, that should be all on the Facebook description. Um, there's some exciting episodes coming up. I had an idea to do a book review. John and I will read a book on, we'll, find, we'll figure it out which one it is. So we'll let you know with enough time in advance for you to read the book if you'd like, and then we'll review it. Um, or you can just wait for the review to come out and then you'll hear about it. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Check us out. Check out the uh, Facebook, fill out that, uh, that little, uh, review thing if you feel like it. But other than that, this is, uh, I'm John. I'm Alden. And this is uh, the Pursuing Success Podcast. I think what sounds better is, this is Pursuing Success, and we are Pursuing Success. I like it. I just can't help with that.